Shalom Aleichem from the Yiddish Book Center. I'm Emma Morgenstern. Today I'm in the studio with Aaron Lansky for our monthly check-in, All Things Yiddish. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you very much. This has been quite a month of activity. The summers are always kind of crazy here at the Yiddish Book Center. So uh, the the most exciting thing, I would say, is Yidstock. So that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Tell me a little bit about it. All right. So let's first, by way of preface, I just have to say that the Yiddish language is extremely rich in words for exhaustion. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a very long uh, lexicon for all these things because it must be a very deeply Jewish phenomenon. So we are... Uh, learning the meaning of every single one of those words because boy have we been cooking over the last uh, you know the last few weeks here so you want to start with Yitzhak because that was really just too cool for yeah Yitzhak would be a nice entry point I think to the summer so you know this was our uh, reinvention of Woodstock calling it Yitzhak and taking place right here at the book center took place over uh, where we had films and small events leading up to it and then the big events were Saturday night and all day Sunday that was the, uh, the middle of July it was amazing. People, first of all, came from everywhere. I met people from San Francisco, from Miami, from South Carolina, from Toronto and Montreal. It was the turnout, you know, blew us away, and we sold out every single performance. And this was all held up in the, you know, Kligerman Greenspun uh, Performance Hall, which holds over 300 people. And, uh, we never dreamed it would be quite the success that it, that it was. The performers were unbelievable. Did you get to all the shows? I didn't get to all of them, but I the ones uh, I got to, I loved. Well, I really well, loved. well the first night we had uh, Josh Dolgan, who performs under the name So Called. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I, first of all, it's supposed to be this kind of you know Yiddish hip hop fusion. I hate to confess this on air, but I actually had to look up the word hip-hop on the Wikipedia to find out exactly <laughs> what it meant, because I wasn't quite sure. But uh, fusion it was. But first of all, his musical virtuosity was just astonishing, both him and his you know, both he and his band were just, you know, breathtaking. Yeah, but I he's loved also, his, yeah. the woman that was singing with him. She oh. was phenomenal. And yeah. then his his just his humor and his and his patter, you know, it was just at one point he introduced his parents, who of course he performed under the name <laughs> So Called. He said, I want to introduce my parents here from Canada, Mr. and Mrs. Called. And, and it kind of went on in that vein. It was just plain funny, you know, mm-hmm. and great. The next day, uh, Hankus Netsky and his new band called uh, Hebrew National Salvage, which was kind of an analog of what we do here every day at the book center. He's collecting uh, field recordings of all kind of extraordinary and almost lost Yiddish music and then recasting them in a contemporary spirit and performing them with these brilliant musicians, including Eileen Stahl, whom we've known for many, many years back mm-hmm. when she was a student at Hampshire College and worked here at the Book Center. Um, so that, everybody loved that one. Yeah. Then we had uh, Frank London, who was, uh, wow, you know, where do, they, where do you get a musician like this? <laughs> you know, and his band, and they performed with Eleanor Raisa, who of course is a daughter of survivors, a native Yiddish speaker, and she is just funny. You know, she is such a performer. She has toisentchen, as we say, you know, a thousand <laughs> elements of, uh, of just charm up there. My wife said she channels Molly Pecan, and exactly what she did, and, and that took the house down. And then, of course, the Klezmatics, who are one of the great, you know, legendary Klezmer bands up there. So the whole thing was great. The place was hopping. The uh, students were dancing. Uh, it, it couldn't possibly have been any better, and we'll be Back next year, Seth Rogovoy, who organized the whole event, has promised to sign on again. And I'm not quite sure what he's going to do to top all this, but I have every confidence (laughs) he'll pull it off. Yeah, my favorite moment, I think, was 
when so-called Josh Dolgan, when he called up an audience member to perform on stage. It was not planned, as far as I understand. It was someone I recognize who comes to the book center, often a local guy. And he he must be in his 80s, right? Yes, and he had rap down better than anyone could have imagined. Yeah. And he was improvising the whole thing. It was just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was the energy in that yeah. room was really great for the whole yeah. weekend. So, it was, yeah, it was very cool. a great yeah. time. Um, so during that weekend, we also brought in Asaf Orielli, um, who's doing some programming work for the Yiddish Book Center. So can you tell me about his visit, where he came from? Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned Asaf on these broadcasts before. But in a nutshell, he, he is a uh, computer scientist and kind of all-around genius who uh, claimed single-handedly to have invented Yiddish OCR. That probably sounds really technical to a lot of people. It stands for Optical Character Recognition. And to put it really simply, you know all those books that we've scanned over the years, mm-hmm. all these you know, millions and millions of pages of Yiddish literature? Mm-hmm. They're only pictures. You know, each page is a picture of the page or a computer image of the page, but it's not searchable. It's like a facsimile image. In order to make it searchable, like, like we often have with English text, it has to be translated into text. And in order for it to become text, the computer has to find a way to recognize every letter and figure out what the words are. So Asaf... Uh, literally, we thought it would take you know a, a small army of people to invent it. Asaf literally did this single-handedly. I mean, it's one of the—I don't know how else to say this—one of the great accomplishments of the Jewish people. You know that he that he pulled this off. Yeah. I should tell you a little bit about his background. He came here with his wife, who's part Armenian and part Jewish, and their two children. They um, live up in the Pyrenees uh, in France. Uh, Asaf, at the age of 40, has gone back to school and is doing a doctorate in computer science, but I think specifically in something to do with probability theory Mm. at the University of Toulouse. Uh, But he was born in South Africa. He grew up in Israel. He lived for 14 years in Ohio, which I kind of couldn't believe, where, <laughs> where his parents were professors. Uh, and, and you know, now he's in, actually lived in Ireland at one point as well. Now he's in the Pyrenees. And he is. I said, "What do you do to make a living?" And he very modestly said, "Oh, he does computer programming on a contract basis for the French Space Agency. So he's the one keeping the satellites up in the sky. That's the day job. But the day job is as not compared to what he did, you know, for for Yiddish. He's putting the whole thing in the public domain, or let us say, he'll retain copyright, but he will make this program, you know, available to the world as an open source uh, software." meaning he won't make any money on this at all. This is what we call the toivas haklau, you know, for the, for the benefit of the world that, he, mm-hmm. that he's, he's doing this. So what's the big deal with all this? You know, what, what's, the, what's the gadilla with the whole thing? <laughs> the gadilla, the, the uh, significance is that once this is done, and Asaf thinks that's only a few months away, he's working very closely with Josh Price, one of our fellows here, he thinks in a few months, when it's ready, we will then run this against all of the books that we've scanned through the Spielberg Library. Mm-hmm. They'll all become text searchable. It means you'll be able to go onto the Internet Archive and through a mechanism we haven't quite invented yet, but we're getting close to, uh, you'll be able to type in any word, any name, any place, the machine will automatically, you know, on your home computer, I should add, in Yiddish, you can do the typing. It will automatically scan, at this point, maybe three and a half, four million pages of Yiddish literature with many, many more to come. And uh, find every instance where that word appears and then bring you back to the facsimile document, which, of course, is 100% accurate. So scholarship that at the moment would take well over 10 years to complete will be done literally in a matter of seconds. Wow. 
And then on top of all of that, in case that wasn't enough, so we finish Yitzchak. Asaf finally goes home. He came to our house for Shabbos dinner. We had a great time, and he's utterly entertaining. I should add, he's brilliant. He's erudite. He speaks more languages than I want to even contemplate. I can only tell you that in the space of one hour of walking around the book center, he managed to speak to five different people, each in their own language. I think he had Hebrew, oh, Yiddish, English, French, and Russian. And what else he knows, I can't quite comment on. But but I mean, he's just kind of phenomenal, and he has a degree in English literature on top of it mm-hmm. all. I mean, he's truly a, a true renaissance uh, a person in every way. All right, yeah. so Asaf goes on, and uh, a few days later, we get a visit from the chairman of the board and the head Judaica Library of the National Library in Israel, mm. which, as you know, is being uh, you know reinvented as kind of a true national library uh, in the model of the Library of Congress. They're building a magnificent new building right next to the Knesset, just like Library of Congress is right next to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, significant funding from the Rothschild Foundation to begin digitizing their Judaica holdings. And they've now agreed that they'll start processing uh, three to 4,000 Yiddish titles a year in addition to what we've already done here. So we'll be working very closely with them and again manually comparing lists because they catalog in Hebrew and we catalog in Yiddish and the machine can't recognize that either. I think it's reassuring to know there are some things computers can't do, yeah. right? <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll put all that together. But uh, over the coming years, you know, there'll be another 4,000 or so titles a year. And I'm sure anybody who uses our online library realized that about a month ago, we added Yiddish search capability to the online library, which is a huge boon for others, you know, all for, for readers all over the world. And we've got you know, 300,000 downloads in three years. I think those numbers are only going to increase. And we're really realizing a dream that we had you know, 30 years ago, that, you know, Yiddish literature would be readily accessible to all. Although I don't think 30 years ago, anybody could have imagined in their wildest dreams quite how accessible or how immediately accessible and searchable it really would become. So this is, right now, it sort of feels like a Mashiach Zeitin around here, like like, like the the, the days of redemption have come, because it's quite extraordinary what this means for scholarship. Well, one one other hope for the future (laughs) we have um, are our students that are here this Uh, summer. So uh, we're currently in the last week of the summer program and uh, the the Steiner summer program, I should add, which is the Yiddish program for college and graduate students. Um, so can you just tell me about some of your interactions with some of the students here this uh, summer? Yeah. In fact, as soon as I leave you, I'm going up to meet with the students to go over their impressions of the past seven weeks. Mm. They're, uh, I mean, I'm sure you have the same impression as I, that they're, they're amazing. Yeah. You know, they come from all over the world. We have a young woman from the Ukraine who's now living in Germany. Uh, we, we've had students from really from all over the world. From Hungary, from, from Israel. Quite remarkable. They are um, uh, unfailingly brilliant and uh, inquisitive and committed and hardworking and really nice. I mean, it's just an extraordinarily, just kind of great group of young people. In fact, we had 22, including the students and faculties at our house for Shabbos dinner two weeks ago. Uh-huh. There's just a kind of spirit of, um, you know, uh, seriousness of purpose and also a kind of certain ex- irrepressible exuberance as mm-hmm. well. And so it's been a, a phenomenal success. Right. And we even brought back some of our alumni during the Yidstock weekend and we had a little reunion. Um, and tell, so, tell me about that. About well, you tell me about it. Because <laughs> what did you think? Are, are they doing well? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm an alum. I, sh- I guess I should disclose that. Um, yeah. But it was, it was great to reunite with some people I had been in the program with and people I had seen as a fellow who were in the summer program. And uh, also people I hadn't met before who were doing all kinds of Yiddish and Jewish related 
um, things. And one of the program coordinators for the summer program this summer, Sam Zarin, he gave a lecture on Yiddish music, and I was just blown away by his teaching ability and um, his grace. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great lecture. Yeah. His inf- his um, his knowledge, his breadth of knowledge, is pretty remarkable as well. So uh, uh, completely agreed. And what I was most struck by was how many of the alumni have gone on in the field. Mm-hmm. When you consider that very few have any deep Jewish you know studies background when they come to us. Yeah. It's really amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, a very high percentage have gone on in some way or another in the field of Yiddish or Jewish studies. So that program, the Steiner program, has just made an enormous difference in the world. Yeah. And of course, as you and I sit here, we're bracing for the arrival of our <laughs> high school students. Uh, Great Jewish Books is set to begin very shortly. This is a brand new program for us this summer, funded by Michael Steinhardt, where we're bringing 20... Um, astonishing high school students from all over the United States and Canada in a very competitive program. And they'll be coming here to Amherst, living on campus, and learning here at the center. The program's being run again by Josh Lambert and by Sana Krasnikov, who's a wonderful uh, contemporary writer of Jewish fiction, uh, with Allegra Goodman and others coming in as uh, special guest stars. And the students will have a chance not only to immerse themselves in uh, modern Jewish literature, but in Jewish writing as well. And I think it's going to be an absolutely uh, wide-eyed experience for everybody. They'll encounter literature they never knew existed. And uh, I can't wait. So... I'll come in in a few more weeks and I'll tell you what happened, but yes. I, I think it's going to be really quite sensational. And again, it it's sort of portents of things to come because the students come in as high school students, they can come back as Steiner students and they can come back as fellows and there gets to be a whole kind of continuity here. And slowly but surely, as all these brilliant and talented young people go out into the world, they begin to uh, ever so... Um, slowly but, but but deliberately begin to change the Jewish conversation in America so that it, it just opens up a little more. Mm-hmm. And we you know, reclaim a thousand years of our history. We reclaim lost languages. We reclaim an amazing lost literature along with music and film and all the, uh, the rest of that cultural constellation. Mm-hmm. And it all begins to come alive again. So the goal is way more than just Yiddish. The goal is a holistic view of Jewish life. And it's happening uh, faster than we can quite keep track of it all right now. So tired we may be, but <laughs> more inspired than ever before and onward from here. All right. Well, thanks so much, Aaron, for joining me today. Thank you, Emma. Oh, Emma, I, I, before I finish, I just have to say this is the last time you're going to be interviewing me in your current capacity. Yes, so true. I just have to let folks know that Emma has uh, pioneered these podcast series as our producer. And after not one, but two years here as a fellow, she's going on to New Frontiers. So Emma, I just want to say thank you with my whole heart. You are the best, and and yashikoyach to you, and I wish you every success. Well, thank you very much. Um, You've been listening to a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For additional interviews and conversations, please visit yiddishbookcenter.org slash audio. I'm Emma Morgenstern. Zaymir Stark und Gesund. Be strong, be well, and tune in again soon. (laughs) 